Catholics nail it on the topic of modesty? Have we gotten it wrong this entire time? I've been completely dropping the ball. We're going to talk about it all on this video. Bruce Lawn. This is not going to be a video getting into the minutiae of what Catholics believe about church history, the papacy, the Pope, all those kinds of things. This is going to be me reacting to a specific video that was sent to me over DM by someone who saw the discussions we've been having on this channel. And if you guys didn't know, I tend to respond to a lot of my DMs on Instagram and uh, I appreciate the conversation. So this was sent to me kind of in response, giving me some better context of some of the things we've been talking about on this channel with regards to the Paula Morgan, Alan Parr debacle. So we're going to react to this video. I'm going to give you guys some of my thoughts on this topic that I think is very essential and give you a couple Bible verses about modesty. Let's jump right in. So this is a channel called Pints with Acquaintance. Now, this is a channel I've actually been following for a while. Also, uh, another channel called Council of Trent that's went back and forth with Mike Winger over Catholic theology, all that kind of stuff. Again, we're not getting into this here, but I'm pointing to this because this was sent to me by one of you guys, and I thought this was a great clip uh, unpacking and echoing some of the things that I've said and also disagreeing with some of the things I said, the practical implications for men and so much more. Let's jump right in. Because like literally for thousands of years, the whole problem of lust has been blamed on the woman, the body of the woman. It's your outfit. You're the woman caught in adultery. You're the seductress. But you really think it through. The What's the cause of robbery? Is the cause of robbery the presence of jewelry in the window of the store or the presence of greed in the heart of the robber? Let's keep going because it, it gets better. Oh, gosh, you know. That's fantastic. So right line. jewelry doesn't cause robbery. You know, beauty doesn't cause lust. The real, the body's not the problem. The body's the answer. The body's the solution. And so long as we blame the body as the problem, we're missing where the real issue is, which is mm -hmm. the brokenness in my human heart that I don't even know how to look at a human body mm -hmm. without nothing but lustful thoughts. And so what modesty does is John Paul II said that in order for women to understand mm. modesty, they need insight into male psychology of just understanding how easily, you know, a man can start thinking sensual thoughts if he sees a little too much. And so what modesty he does it kind of meets him in that weakness and helps him to, yeah and strictly speaking no you can't cause somebody to sin because that needs to be an act of the mm -hmm, will mm -hmm. but you can certainly lead them to virtue you know by the way that you dress you're speaking a message and so it's so i like what he said he says you can't call somebody you can't cause somebody to sin but you can do the opposite you can lead them to virtue modesty is is, is i think it helps a woman find the love that she really deserves it's so, not about your body's bad so when people people probably have like real practical questions about this all right let's get super practical yeah like what about what about tights what about uh, bikinis yeah. like what do people what do ladies ask you and how do you respond yeah well i mean one i'll, I'll be blunt tights are not pants you know tights are bare skin in a different color <laughs> you know now if you guys were listening to my video i actually said Hey, ladies, you may not want to be running around uh, with yoga pants on all day. And, and so, like, if, if you want to wear tights or something, at least layer, you know, of wear something longer over top or whatever. Mm. People are like, oh, but it's so hot, this, that. It's like, you know what? Yeah, I mean, the fashions are going in this direction. But like a bikini, I mean, I often like to talk about how the origins of this whole thing yeah, came. Whereas the guy, Luis, Ray, Luis Rayard, was a French automotive engineer who invented the bikini. He actually worked in his mom's lingerie business. Mm. And so he's a guy spending all day around women's underwear. And he thought, well, how do we get them to wear this in public? Let's make it waterproof and call it a bathing suit. And so he invented the first bikini, and he tried to get runway models to debut it in France, and nobody would. Because they're like, well, that's stupid. We're not wearing underwear in public because it's waterproof. That's ridiculous. And so he had to find a stripper from a casino in Paris to debut the first bikini 
because no other model would do it. And so eventually this thing became, obviously took off. But if you step back and think, well, oftentimes bikini is actually less fabric than underwear. Yeah. And we got to think, well, we, we get so sucked in the culture. Well, this is just what people do. And, um, you know, it's, it's crazy. I did not know that about bikinis. So I learned something here. Now, listen to what he goes on to prescribe uh, in terms of an alternative to bikinis. And, and then I'll make a point, but let's let's keep watching. You go to the beach, it's hot, you can wear this, but there are good bathing suit companies like Hermosa is a new, um, more modest swimwear mm. um, fashion, you know, a bikini, or not, not bikini, it's a bathing suit company for women called H-E-R-M-O-Z-A that promotes modest swimwear. And I, th I find a lot of girls actually like it. Like, yeah. hey, it can be cute and, and, and attractive without having to show so much. If this is a thing for you. Had your kids, had your wife. Explicit, explicit, explicit. This is Hermosa. I, I'm pretty sure that a guy looking at this can still be caused to quote unquote stumble if they're going to stumble off of a regular bikini. That's just my opinion, but this is what Hermosa is. It's, it's more cute, but they're really just selling one pieces. This is how my wife normally dresses when we go to the beach. She's usually in a one piece. What about men? Like, what do you say to, to, to men? Here's what happened. I was in Houston recently, and I was speaking to this woman who was you know, making her child's dress longer for school. And I said, well, that's good. That's a good sign of a school in promoting modesty. And she said, yeah, but I'm a little frustrated with it. It's as if it's all on the woman. Yeah. But I thought, well, I don't, I'm not really sure if that's true, right? Because if, if a dude wore a dress and we could see his underwear, we would also tell him to lower it. Yeah, like, yeah. Some of it's so my question to you guys, is the modesty thing a two-way conversation to both men and women need to be considerate of what they're wearing and being modest? Or uh, does it not matter as much for when? I, I want to hear uh, from men. I want to hear from you guys um, in terms of this idea. Is this something that goes both ways or do men not need to worry about? And then they go into a very specific example, okay? And that's why this thumbnail is blurred out, okay? Just about the fact of what exactly we're wearing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, our physiology is obviously different. So, I mean, obviously, guys wearing baggy jeans with his boxers hanging out the mm -hmm. back. It's like, come on, I gotta lift it up. Yeah. So, it's so funny that he references baggy jeans and boxers hanging out, which I think is absolutely different than a woman with, in yoga pants, right? I don't know if baggy jeans, boxers are going to cause someone to stumble. Now, they may not be appropriate in certain contexts, right? I, I haven't sagged my pants since I was in high school. But... It doesn't quite have the same impact. I feel like this is a bit of a, of, a, of a personal preference, though I've never quite understood why we did that in high school anyway. But back to the point. You know, and, you know, I mean, I work out at a, at a CrossFit gym, and it's like halfway through the workout, half the guys throw their shirts off. And, I you know, do start that working. sometimes, but I promise nobody is tempted. <laughs> you, know, they see. Listen, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm working, I'm like, but you're do, right. do, I, do I throw my shirt off? Like, probably do, I, do I need to throw my shirt off? You know, is that, I'm, I don't know how, how tempting I am. No, you're pretty tempting. You look good. <laughs> but no, you're right. That is immodest. You know, it's like, do I, do I need to do that? Like, yeah. why, is this really going to help me get that overhead squat, you know, now that I have my shirt off? There's that, that much more flexibility. Sometimes I think we over-exaggerate the practicality of why we need to be yeah. modest. Oh, it's so hot. Because obviously you need to wear something different when you're in the beach or when you're working out. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, I understand if women are wearing tights and a singlet, that makes sense in the gym yeah. to me. And, and a woman in a doctor's office wearing very little but a, a gown right. is not immodest. Exactly. So there, there's a different context for each thing. Do you remember? The context in which you wear something impacts, impacts how it's perceived, right? So he talks about men taking off their shirts while they're doing CrossFit. And I want to get into some of this, okay? Because the thing about men's and women's bodies. Yes, I think modesty should go both ways. I think we should be considerate in terms of what we're wearing, why we're wearing it, so on and so forth. But I think it's interesting that 
regardless on what we do with the way we present stuff on YouTube, some of you guys are still going to have something to say about it. And that's kind of what I want to get into some of this stuff, meaning that we posted the Beyonce thing and we blurted out. And then people were saying, well, it's still causing me to sin. I'm thinking like we blurted out like we we accommodated the weaker brother, quote unquote, and we blurted out. No, this actually made it worse. I had people tell me that you shouldn't have used the photo at all. So we posted a guy who shredded. We blurted that out. Somebody will say, well, you blur. So like, how does how does this work? Right. Like, how do we facilitate these types of conversations? And so I want to kind of get into some of this particular stuff with regards to modesty and a couple points I had. I want to say that modesty is a biblical principle and it's not a law. And this is what I mean. A biblical principle, not a law. And some of you guys aren't going to like this, but it's okay. Uh, modesty is a biblical principle in the sense that even though as people of faith, primarily, we like to think, think of things in binary, right? What can I do? What can I not do? Okay. Where can I go? Where can I not go? And there are absolutely binary black and white things in the Bible, adultery, murder, lust, always bad. But when it comes to something like modesty, this is a principle and a virtue to guide us by, not a black or white law, okay? And in fundamentalism, like to make everything a black and white law. Postmodernism, which is the culture today, likes to make everything up for interpretation, right? Oh, well, is that a baby in there or is that not a baby in there? Well, is it killing or not? Right? Everything is everything is whatever you feel like is on the inside. But the Christian and the religious person does the opposite, not, not the Christian, the religious person does the opposite thing. They go to the other extreme where everything is black and white. And people ask me this all the time, do you, do you think the Bible is the word of God? And I say, absolutely. I say the better question is how much of the Bible do we take literally? When Jesus says, pluck your eye out, if it causes you to sin, do you take that literally? No, it's hyperbole. Do you take everything in the Bible literally? No, you don't. You take things in context and you understand what literary devices are being used. And in the scriptures, there's multiple literary devices. There's more than in, in our language, okay? So here's an example of this. Some of you guys are going to be like, no, Rousseau, you got to take this literally. I don't think so. Here's a verse about modesty. First, Timothy 2-9, likewise, also that women should adorn themselves in a respectable apparel, amen, we're all like, yes, yes, respectable apparel, with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire. So, the first part of this verse, we would all be like, amen, we... Absolutely. The second part of this verse, how many of you guys are taking this literally? How many of you guys are taking this literally? Honest question. How many of you guys now think that Paul is literally telling women throughout all time to never braid their hair and to never wear gold or pearls or costly attire? Honest question. So, ladies, no wedding rings for you. No diamonds for you. Don't be upset if somebody proposes and they get you a little rinky-dink ring, right? No, no braid, no braided hair. Really? That's what you, that's what you think that means? This is this, see, and this is what I mean by it's a principle and not a law. This is not say that women throughout all of history are not allowed to wear gold, are not, and what is costly attire? What does that mean? How costly? In what context? Based on what income, right? So 
if you're okay with saying, okay, I'm not going to have braids ever, and I'm never going to have a wedding ring that's gold or platinum, and I'm never going to wear costly attire. I don't know what that actually means. You're only going to shop at the thrift store and the Salvation Army. I don't know what that means, right? So let's look at another verse. Another verse, First Timothy, First uh, Peter three four. Do not let your uh, adorn adorn adorning be external. Amen. And then it says the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry. <laughs> this is Peter writing now, or the clothing you wear. But let your adorning be the the person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. So the first part I want to make sure that we are all on the same page is that modesty is a biblical principle and not a binary law. And if you try to take those verses and weaponize them, you're going to not be able to do anything. You're only going to be able to shop at the Salvation Army or Goodwill. Ladies, you're never going to have a wedding ring. Fellas, you're never going to have a pair of (laughs) J's. That's not what those verses are saying, in my opinion. I think those verses had a specific context and braids or gold jewelry in that context for that church meant a specific thing. Okay? And then, yeah, you could then add it to like, well, what about men who get their hair cornrowed or braided? Like, uh, what are we talking about? Right? So again, I know, I know, I know. Many of you guys are like, Ruslan, you're too nuanced. You just got to give me a yes or no, black or white. Pants, are they okay to be skinny or not skinny? Jordans, yes or no? Like, that's not how it works. It's a biblical principle, not a law. Okay? Now, the second part I would say is that it's also based on intent. It's based on intent, okay? Different people may have different intents. Different people may have different intents. I have Jordans, okay, that I've bought, and I usually get myself a pair of Jordans maybe like every other Father's Day, sometimes on Father's Day. I'll get myself a nice pair of Jordans. I don't have 100 pair. I don't have 50 pair. I have a couple specific pairs of Jordans, and when I put on Jordans, they're expensive, but I put them on not as a way to flex or to be immodest, I put them on because I love the shoe. It's nostalgic. I enjoy it. Some of you guys are going to say, Ruslan, that's you. You can't wear Jordans. That's, I don't think that's what those verses are saying. It's a principle, not a law. And it's based on intent. Are you wearing something that is intentionally attempting to cause people to glamour attention on you and to flex on other people or to look at you just for your sensuality and your body? Okay? Now, This can be very hairy when you get into specific younger women whose bodies are changing and they're not really thinking about this kind of stuff. And this is why I say, hey, women need to talk to women about these topics. Women need to have this conversation with women. When when men start weaponizing and saying, hey, this, right, mm," you get, because now young girls are going to grow up, young girls that develop different are going to grow up thinking that this, it's their body and not what they're intent. And I can tell you right now, as someone who has nieces, as someone who has a lot of uh, my pastor's daughters that grew not all women are out here trying to be sexy for men. That's that's not the intent of all women. Now, there are definitely some women that are doing that, but it's not all women. And so I think it's also based on the intent. Another point is that it's based on the context. It's based on the context. Okay, what's appropriate to wear at the gym may not be appropriate to wear at church on Sunday. And what you may wear to church on Sunday may not be appropriate to wear 
at a five-star restaurant or if you're going to court or fill in the blank. It's based on the context. And I'll take it a step deeper. In that video, he says, guys are doing CrossFit and I don't know if we should be taking off our, our shirts. Now, yes, if I'm at LA Fitness and there's a bunch of people around, I'm gonna look like a weirdo taking off my shirt in the middle of the gym. The context looks weird. I would be the weirdo in that situation. But if I'm at LA Fitness, excuse me, but if I'm at my buddy Rich's gym and I'm doing a private personal session, I like to work out with my shirt off. Why? Two reasons. One because it's hot. Two, because I like the accountability of walking in and my trainer seeing how your boy's been doing, <laughs> how I've been doing. Am I, am I eating right? Am I not eating right? So on and so forth, right? And so there's the accountability layer that I will take my shirt off, but it's a one-on-one -on -one context in a private gym. If I'm working out at my house, I might have my shirt off, right? If I'm doing a, hey, I just turned 35, I got shredded, I may have my shirt off, right? And so the, con the, the, the context of that, and then thirdly, some men who, who work out like to have their shirt off because they want to sculpt their body. They can, you, there's the mind muscle connection that when you're lifting, you might have a better frame of reference if you could see what the muscles are doing. Again, but the context of this is not to say you need to be running around here, you know, with your shirt off at the public gym with 100 people around. That's not what this is saying, right? The context and the intent matter in these types of situations. So dismissing it as a black or white binary or non-binary issue, I think is just disingenuous to any sort of conversation. Now, the last part is that I would say the last part of this is then is it based, it's based on impact. Because if you just jump out the window and you show up to church in flip-flops and no shirt on with board shorts, you may have not been meaning to do anything by it, but it may have a negative impact. And I think collectively we can say, hey, how does this impact people in this context and is it appropriate, right? And I said something about, uh, that, that, that I believe was a bit misconstrued with regards to what is and isn't explicit. And I said, hey, I think it, we have to be honest that what we deem appropriate or inappropriate is a lot of times based on culture. And some of you guys did not like that. What are you saying? Romans 12 says, do not be conformed by the ways of the world, right? Yes, I believe in all of that. However, we have to be sober and we have to be honest that a lot of what we deem as inappropriate is based on what society tells us specifically with language.